Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Yo, 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 you are looking at the real deal now. It is I, Chris the Most High, and I am with my tag team partner, CT. And, yo, yo, uh, what's up? This is Reasonable Wrestling, uh, week three. Week three, week three. Uh, I'm excited to do this again, um, even though this week was a it was a complete filler week, as you can say, for NXT, SmackDown, and Raw, as we... Um, Go into the week that was. So, so let's go ahead and get right into it. I know we're on a time constraint this week. Both of us, we got things to do. Oh, so God. let's get right into what it. What a week. <laughs> the week that was. And uh, right off the bat, I'm going to let you take the reins first and uh, tell me about your high spot. What was your high spot uh, for the week? Okay, my high spot for the week uh, was the Charlotte and Becky Lynch match. I thought that was a really good, a really good match. I think that Charlotte and Becky are, we, we all know they're just consummate professionals. They're great workers. They're like best friends. They can work with each other. You know, we've seen them work great matches in the past. Um, but what I loved about this match was that it's a different take on their relationship. There were a competitive, it was like a competitive rivalry, you know? Definitely, and, um, definitely. They had some cool spots where, you know, she, they grab each other's leg, they put it down at the same time, one, three, you know, they did their whole tea thing, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> black culture. Black culture, yeah, it'd be appropriate. <laughs> we love you, Becky. We love you. I'm just fucking with you guys. But it's just, um, the, their tea thing is pretty cool. But the match was really, really um, well, well, well put together. And then Becky gets the win. What she fucking needed, Becky needed a real win. She's been kind of treading water for a long time now. And it's great to see that Becky actually... It's still a fixture on SmackDown Live. I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air. We talk uh-huh. a hell of a lot of wrestling every time we, we, we converse. Uh-huh. But we love the fact that Becky is that mainstay on SmackDown. Uh-huh. Um, she was the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh-huh. Um, even actually last night I caught myself, and uh, I don't want to go too much on a tangent, but last night I caught myself watching old NXT I, I watched the um NXT Fatal 4 which okay. was that 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 special of Neville Tyler Breeze um Sami Zayn and, yeah and uh Tyson Kidd That's that good. was a fantastic match but also within that that show um Charlotte beat Bailey and then I watched the episode t- down the line for continuity aspect and um Sasha had a match with Becky as mm-hmm. her like lackey. Okay, you know, and I'm like, yo, just to see the progression of yeah. Becky Lynch, uh, for what she was at NXT, it's, it's like night and day. Yeah, it's and, night and day. Yeah, yeah. And, and when she was in NXT, she really was a background character for a while. She definitely and was. And then she got, um, she, she didn't get the NXT championship. She then she just no. got brought up to the main roster, you know, and but she would she made she was able to make a she was able to 
to stamp her name yeah. when they had their own Fatal Four. Yeah, uh, when the women had their Fatal mm-hmm. Four, Becky was like, uh, she gets busy. She she does get busy, uh-huh. and for her, she's one of the best workers um, on on you know both genders on both show on Absolutely. all three shows actually. Um, so to see her get and Flair, we know what they're building Flair up to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a yeah. long term effect of Flair, but. Becky getting just that win. Potentially, we don't know who's going. I know you can't. You can have them both as babyface. I love that that competitive yeah, friendship I loved it. rivalry. And she beat her to like the disarmor. She 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 beat her with the finish. It's not it like a roll up or some shit exactly. like that. Exactly. Hey, she beat the out. best person yeah. with her ta- with her move and made her tap out. And they shook hands and hug afterwards. And it gave Becky a needed win that she needs to, you know, because Becky ain't no fucking slouch. She ain't. Yes, shame Dana Brooke. Why is she not showcased? You know more often. I don't. I don't. And not no offense to Dana Brooke. I think she's fantastic too. But she's. We know what I'm talking about. Of Becky course, is as one far of the, as work, she's far she's one of the WWE four horse women. Yeah, she should be showcased. And I'm so happy to see her get that win over Charlotte, a former women's champion who, who just had it a couple months ago. You know, so I will. You know, I'm saying I'm going to call it right now. Becky's going to win the Money in the Bank. I think that's a hot take right now. I think Becky's going to win the Money in the Bank. That's a great hot take. I think you're the only one out there with that. You uh-huh. and Becky. Yeah, I think Becky's going to win it. I um, mean, I don't want to see anybody else with it, honestly. I don't think I want to see Sasha with that. No. I think Sasha doesn't need it. I don't want to see Ember Moon, and Ember Moon's not ready. No, I think Sa- I think that's what we both... I think Sasha needs it. Out of all of these firsts that has happened, Sasha has been kind of uh, not obscure. She's been featured. But well, she needs a turn. She doesn't need the belt. But no, but that's what I'm saying. Miss Money in the Bank will give her that braggadocious turn. But she can turn without the, the briefcase. I think the briefcase. Becky, add, Becky no, needs I, the briefcase. She doesn't need the briefcase. Cause, uh, listen, this is why Becky didn't need the briefcase when she won the match. No, think, no, no. Tell mom now because they've done nothing with her for so long. She doesn't need the briefcase. If Asuka gets the championship, she already has Becky and Asuka. Have we? That's already. That's already can be a title feud without Oscar the wins. Oscars. I don't think there's. There's not a chance in hell that Carmella goes <laughs> into SummerSlam as the champion. I don't think so. I don't think she's gonna. Oscar's gonna be women's champion on SmackDown. Ronda's gonna be women's champion on Raw. That's my hot take for uh, SummerSlam. And huh? if you're gonna say that Becky wins Money in the Bank, All right, we'll I see. don't think Becky wins Money in the Bank. I, my first dark horse was Lana. My first dark horse was that we had a Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. I think I would both? love to have to see Rusev and Lana both with the briefcase. Um, I think Rusev Day is super over to where that will accentuate what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it will do something with Rusev. So with that, that's my hot take. But we'll see. We, we got It's next week, June 17th. Make sure y'all guys go to WWE Network. Subscribe. If you're not a subscriber already, check out Money in the Bank. It's going to be a great show. Um, it's going to be a great show due to my high spot. And my high spot is Elias. Period. Just point. Elias is on fire. I mean. As I said last week, Elias is, uh, he's, he's, he's on another level right now uh, for a guy. Because, you know, I have my guys who I just didn't get. He's one of those guys I didn't get until later on, and he's 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 hitting um, his mark every single yeah, time. Yeah, every single Elias is gonna be weaved into my kind of. Um, I try. I would try not to mark out too much on him. He's he's my high spot. He's 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 gonna probably be my best written just because of how he's been written into these last two shows. Um, the continuity aspect of 
you know how I call back to that. Like, hey, it's okay to have one episode bleed into another. Yeah, You're yeah. Gonna be there every week. Yeah, you know what I mean, so for them to call back to that, and it's a story. Obviously, they're building up some money in the bank. Um, I think Elias will get the strap. I'm really curious to see that match. I think that Seth and Elias, their the chemistry uh, in the ring. I want to see how it works. You know, because one thing about Elias that I'm I'm loving is his. I'm loving his his out of the ring stuff. I know he can go in the ring too. He looks fantastic. He looks. He's, he has a great look. His, his great body. He's in shape. Like he looks. He reminds me of like a his body type reminds me of a Macho Man for some reason. Yo, yeah, you know that's a crazy comparison. Yeah, but I'm not saying his work is the same. No, way, no, but, but the, the physique. The yeah, physique. Yeah, yeah it reminds me of Macho Man. Yeah, right? he just looks like Macho Man to me. With the beard, you with know, the, the shoulders, the he shoulders, has the broad yeah. shoulders. The pauses back, like mm-hmm. like yeah. Elias looks the part where I think if they can put the icy strap oh, on him, it will look great. It will it would look great on him, you know. So I'm really cool. And I, he can I think, do some touring with it. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. He can do touring with the belt. That'll be sick. <laughs> Get that some Hey, shine. WWE, we're available for booking, dog. Like, <laughs> if you need someone to write well, I think, some shit. Like you said, he's going to win it. I think he is going to win it, too. I think that he's the next Intercontinental Champion. I think that's where they're going with it. I think people, I think they know what they got with Goliath. And I think they know what they have in Seth. And Seth did great. By Seth having the belt, no disrespect to Miz, because Miz had it. Miz did make mm-hmm. it a belt that people wanted to come back. A championship. I'm sorry, Vince. I know you're listening. Um, when Miz had the championship, he did make it a championship that Let's other see. workers wanted to get. I wanted to get, okay. You know, like Dean wanted it from him. Dolph wanted it from him. Seth wanted it from him. Finn wanted it from him. Yeah. Those are all workers. Yeah. Those are all legit will make the, the championship or the championship will equal in the meaning of both of them yeah. because of what they do in the ring. I think Seth, guys with credibility. Yes, you know? and I think Seth has elevated himself as far as where he's at in this Renaissance era of wrestling. He is going to be an expansion talent that they can build upon, and I think they know that Brock is going back in the UFC. So let's go ahead and get the title off of him soon. Yeah, and you have a built-in storyline with Seth and Roman. You only got two months to build to SummerSlam. That can be a burn it down match at SummerSlam. If Seth is the guy to um, beat Brock, I think it adds a layer to the Seth Roman feud. Exactly. So I think that's where they should go. I really do think that it's like you couldn't beat Brock, but I was. And you know, I he slayed the said, king. I slayed the beast. Yeah, like, you know. And it's like you know, I'm a what, what, big dog. Like it's a callback to him saying, you know. One thing's for sure, death taxes and Seth Rollins beats from the ring. So it's a thing that, you know, wrestling fans know that Seth Rollins has the Roman Reigns number. To then have him have that another thing where it's like, I beat Brock and you couldn't, is like that one up on him. And he's the bigger guy, so you would expect Roman to do this, but this other guy... He has, and it's he, easier for it's easier for you to tell the story of Roman turning heel. Yeah, if they choose to do that, I think it will be interesting either way, personally. But I think that turning him heel will make it even better. Yes, it will you know? make the story. Can when you talk about written, like if mm-hmm. we're writing this, like that will be the ends to the means. I would definitely like to have Roman turn heel mm-hmm. because Rollins beat Brock, and now Rollins is the Universal Champion. And the only title that Roman hasn't held yet is the Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he has to go through Rollins to get it. Uh-huh. And he's going to do it by any means necessary. Exactly. 
That's a good story. That's a good story. It Same makes sense. sense. It makes sense. And you know? it gives that layer to the character of why you do it, Roman. Mm-hmm. Why, you know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm... He can say, and he can still say it's for his family. He can still say it's for his lineage, his, his daughter. He can say it's for his wife. But he can also say it's for my lineage, and I need this. I needed this. Like, I don't, I, 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 as, I have, there's no exceptions to to, I can I cannot be mediocre yep. with my family background, and that makes it can make him a heel. But you can relate to that heel. It's like okay, he's doing it because um, being mediocre is not an option. He has to overcome, and if he has to get dirty, they've been telling him to get dirty. His family's like, and not so even dirty. It's the fact too that not telling him to be dirty. No, not, like, I mean not not just so much that. I mean it's just also the story of him and Rollins. Like, Rollins turned on him to be champion. That's true. Rollins beat him to be champion. Rollins beat him again to be champion. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. he's just like, wait a second. Rollins beat Brock after I lost three times to him or twice to him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that in itself. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It doesn't done. even have to be, it don't uh-huh. have to be dirty, nothing. It's just yeah. like, I'm about to, yeah, listen. It's you, true. It's true. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be dirty. That's yep. why I'm saying it could be face yep. or heel. Yep. Because, but at the end of the day, him yeah. being a face is him being a tweener anyway. Exactly. You know? Perfect. So him, him being the shit out of Rollins is going to get booed. So, and Rollins is already a face. And he can get that heat on Roman. You know? So I think that was where that's where you should go. If you see the way people are reacting, go there. You don't even got to turn Roman. Just yeah, go just there go and have him beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. So with that, that kind of ties back into Rollins and Elias so I can put a bow on Elias and we can move forward. Um, that Rollins and Elias program is written well for me because I can see something further. Yeah. I can go ahead and see Elias with the Intercontinental Championship and then I can go ahead and see Seth Rollins bumping himself up to the Universal title picture and now both of them it, it makes, it both, makes them both of them better. Yeah, and, and that's what a program should do ex- every single time. A program should make somebody better. I want to go from that into my my best written. Okay. Because I think that these two men are making each other better in a sense, you know. And I and we're talking about we got to go from the past with Seth Rollins to explain the future and and where we're gonna go with this character. I want to go from the past with AJ and explain where he is right now with Shinsuke. Um, I I've seen. Shinsuke play mind games with AJ on SmackDown this week, and I just completely think that he's on. He's where he's he's hitting the pocket he should be hitting right now. Shinsuke right now yes, is again, where exactly he should be. Whoever's, I think whoever's writing for Shinsuke is doing a fantastic job. You know, um, whoever is writing him being heel and 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 just the segments. It's the way he's being. The healed. way he's. It's not being like he's healed. just being a, a bad guy yes. doing bad things. It's just this. He's um, a he's a foreign he's a villain. villainous movie, yeah. like movie character. Yeah, he's just all different. He's all he's like foreign in the way that he maneuvers and talks, and he's just different. He's you like know? Gentile to me from Rush Hour. Uh, who's that? The 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 villain in Rush Hour is sorry, I'm not comparing Asian guys. Yeah, to Asian guys, but like his character was so like uh, badassery, and he was chill and mm-hmm. cool, and he had. The yeah. blonde hair, Shinsuke has his hair. I forgot because I watched it. But I yeah, forgot. Yeah, so yeah. go, but why go back and why the, you're gonna see the the kind of the correlation of why I made it because, um, in order to be kind of taken down, they it had to be a strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. And going into what you're about to say about AJ, what I think you're about to say about AJ, AJ has to cool himself so down, down, yeah, to develop to, a strategy or he's going because he's. 
because Shinsuke is clearly in his head. Yes. And what I like about AJ is that it shows a continuity with his character too. Because like people have played him before. Dean Ambrose got into his head with James Elfworth. You know, you have KO and Stabby got in his head to the point where he got he's such a hothead that he kind of booked himself into a handicap match for the title. AJ's hot-headedness is a consistent with his character. Is he's 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 had it throughout. That that's a thread with thread with his AJ, character. Yeah, and and it plays into the story that now Shinsuke's playing him too. Exactly. You know, like this, like the slap. Shinsuke ate it. Most bad guys, this just turns into a brawl because you slap yeah. me. Out, you know, I gotta get you back. Shinsuke is like, all right, <laughs> yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he pulls out a pen from his own jacket that he had and signs a tr- contract. He knows what he's doing. He's like playing chess, not checkers. He's two steps ahead of AJ, you know? And I think that I think that uh, AJ and Shinsuke, AJ drops the title. And I don't, I think AJ drops the title and you have some type of, I don't know what's a blow off other than, uh, last man standing, but you have a once and for all, never see again, blow off match between Shinsuke and AJ, and Shinsuke wins. I think that that can happen, and I because think because they're going to end up on separate brands anyway. I think AJ would be a mainstay to SmackDown as Becky will be, so I don't think AJ, I don't think AJ will be on Raw ever again. I think he will because I think that Vince loves AJ. I think Vince likes AJ. Yeah. But I think Vince likes AJ for what he's doing for SmackDown. Because you also have to think, we're not too fast, but we fast forward before I said, I think maybe Roman goes on SmackDown. If you bring Roman to SmackDown, you, you gotta have bring AJ to, to Raw. No, but if you have Roman on SmackDown, you instantly have Roman and AJ. And if you have Roman as a tweener. Okay. I mean, I want to see that. But they're the, like, they're the most reliable people when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. I think. But I think Rollins is now your mainstay on Raw. Okay, I think he's gotten to the point now he's, where he's, he has more trust, maybe. He's Monday and, Night Rollins. Yeah. I think that, I think now he becomes the mainstay on Raw. And now you have, when Shinsuke switches up, because think about it, Shinsuke and Rollins on Raw, yeah. or yeah. when Daniel Bryan makes his return to Raw, uh-huh. you still got pieces. Yeah. You know, but I think AJ is going to be a mainstay on SmackDown, Shinsuke. Wins that title, AJ has to go into a secondary feud, yeah. and he has to wait for someone to take the belt off of Shinsuke for him to get another title opportunity. Yeah, I mean that's the cool. I think I just think that he's probably owed like a rematch clause, you know, the dreaded rematch clause. So I think that I, I don't know that would be the rematch. I said that's what that's what I said. SummerSlam would be it. It would be the blow off. It would be the kind because okay. if he loses. If he gets the if he uses the rematch clause, what's July? July is something. July is a pay per view, Extreme Rules, I think, uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah, that's your blow off. Have we had match. a female yet? No. Oh, okay. No, I think this is gonna be the twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You get Extreme Rules before SummerSlam. Okay. Because Bailey lost to Alexa. Because okay. Alexa went into SummerSlam as champion against okay. Sasha. All right, bet. Because we so wanted we, Bailey to go into SummerSlam as champion for yeah, Sasha and Bailey yeah, for the championship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, it's, uh, um, so yeah, have, so, so you think that we're gonna have Shinsuke and AJ at SummerSlam? No, I'm. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Uh, well, what is what is this gonna be? Their fifth match. This is gonna be like their fifth match. I mean, I, and, and even though this is my best written segment, 
it's it's the best written segment for this week. I'm not of saying course. this is the best written yes. program. But no, no. I, I'm, yes. I'm saying that the way they're writing the program right now with the with, with, with the, how way they have been yes. already, I I like it. You know, and I think to get somebody invested in another fight with AJ and Shinsuke, it's, you, it's difficult. It's different. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's just, and you can't just have them fight each other and brawl every single week. You know, you gotta have some kind of psychology and kind of story being told behind the scenes that makes people like, all right, so how, what, what, what's this, what's gonna happen when they actually see each other again and, in the ring? And congratulations to Dean Malenko getting some airtime. Oh, yes, yes, the uh-huh. man of Dean Malenko. But what about Adam Pierce, Mister? I gotta get my camera time. Niggas inside every segment, every time there's a pull apart brawl, every time there's, there's a. There's a uh, contract sign or some uh, crazy yeah. shit backstage happens. Somebody yeah. gets hurt. Shout out to Adam, Adam Pierce Pierce is gonna man. get his fucking camera time. He's gonna be there. He was on Raw and Smackdown, Smackdown this week. <laughs> Double agent. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, on Raw yeah. and Smackdown this week. Yeah. Getting that camera time. Shout out to Adam Pierce. So going into your best written, what's what's your worst written? Okay, my my worst written is right now for this week. I gotta say was on Nia Jax. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to say something real quick about uh, Big Cass. Because Big Cass's segment on SmackDown <laughs> was, uh, it's, you know what's funny? I think he's trying his best. I think he's doing his best work right now that he has done, which is not saying much. But I think that he's actually trying to pull off a character and be authentic. And it's not like the way, it's not the way he's performing his, his shit. It's generally the shit that they're giving Big Cass to perform is really bad. As a big man, a big guy always beats a little guy. Well, and you, you just don't, lost. You just lost to a little guy. Like a, a week, a month ago, like we all saw it. We all saw it. So you can't give him that line. And much less the line of, you've never been in the ring with a guy like me. Nigga, he was in the <laughs> ring with you. With you. <laughs> Not a guy like you. He was literally in the ring with you. On multiple occasions already. Hey, welcome he, to Reasonable and, Wrestling. And people. he's gotten the best of you. I'm going, oh, I don't like <laughs> He's gotten the best of you in these scenarios. <laughs> so it's it's absurd that they chose to give the cast these, these, to write these lines for him. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so bad. But, um... That's that's one thing I want to quickly hit before I hit into my best my worst written, and that's because it's I think there's so much on the line with what they're doing here with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. I think they have an opportunity to show Ronda Rousey's come on. This is Ronda Rousey's first big pay per view since leaving UFC. Um, well, I mean it's first big championship match, not because yeah. she had a big pay per view WrestleMania. Her first time since WrestleMania and her first time in a championship match on pay per view since since UFC. Less. Tell a story of competition and two girls who just are going to try to be the best. Yes. One, one girl, and, she, and she's fighting a girl who's bigger than her. It's David versus Goliath, but they're also... has the baddest woman on the yeah, planet, and so it doesn't even matter. Bad girl in WWE. So they're going to see that match. A bad girl in WWE versus bad girl in UFC or baddest girl. Because I say, when people see... Let's say you're a UFC guy. And you see WWE, this baddest girl, you're going to say, oh, well, you're not going to know it's Charlotte. You're going to say, oh, it's the biggest girl, you know? Yes. Or if you're if you're not familiar with WWE and you see, oh, who's the biggest girl in WWE? Who's the, she probably looks like she can beat her ass, beat everybody else's ass. Yep. So you want to put Ronda against the biggest, it's how you know, they do with visual, that's visual, how they visual do threat. With, that's how they do with big guys. So, you know, we're not saying anything. Yeah. Or, you know, but that's how you Nia do it with guys, opposing. too. She's a irresistible yeah, force. Yeah, she, she's... They do that with brutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Naya's a brute. You know, she, she's that she, for the female she, division. She's a female, yes. Yeah. So, I get the logic of booking this match now 
and putting this match on um, Money in the Bank and having this match happen so Rana can go over. What I do not get is the way they're telling it so it can be compelling for these people. If you come, if, if people say, all right, I want to see Ronda, Ronda's facing this big girl, um, let me check into Raw today, you know? And they see some, like, this, you know, girl drama shit where it's like, oh, uh, you, you hurt my friend and, you know, go away. This whole thing with Natalia getting hurt in the ring with Nia and then uh, Ronda Rousey's telling her, like, hey, back up back off like that's not gonna make a general audience member look at WWE and say like yes I want to tune in right now because this is what I expect this is like a gimmick this is like oh you know oh she hurt her friend like, and they, and I will just show them being competitive yes and, and, and just saying I'm better than you I'm ready that's I'm sorry to cut no, you no, off go ahead I'm sorry um, that's why I also think that Fox will probably do something different and have like a ranking or something like that to give it a different feel, to give it something kind of the competition esque. Because I doubt it, I, you know. Because I know what Fox kind of probably bought into, but if they have visionaries there, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Yeah. If they, it, that's that's the key. You know, you're, you're not going to fail because you already paid for it. Yeah, but I think you like you said. You told me this. You said that they they they're buying what they're buying. You know, they paid a billion dollars for a reason for what they did on USA. So they're buying that. They're not buying them to say we're gonna change it into our version of wrestling, you know, or our version. Or and I don't think that I don't think that the management in WWE would let that happen, where the ranking system plays a factor. They they tried to ranking systems a couple of months ago on SmackDown, and they didn't take it seriously. They just and then disappeared. I I, I don't know why that and even I, happened. And I think because they USA, I think that's because they're under the same like. There, there has to be wrestling people in television like us that can see what we're seeing mm-hmm. as far as Ronda being a draw and pure competition, yeah. and making wrestling a correlation, uh-huh. correlation of competition, Fishing. yeah, and having that into making that into television, funnel that into. And tele- there's a really good way to do it because, and it, you just gotta tell that competitive nature of the women's division in a way, and then it's what makes it so good is that we have the drama and then they see a good match like her and Charlotte or something or her and Aranda or her and Natalia. If they can pull that off where they see, oh wow, these, guys, these girls are going to actually fight and I want to see them beat each other up and then they actually see a good match with a good program, the drama, even though people say, oh, I always want competition, they want drama too. They want to feel it. Of course. That's why we have Conor McGregor telling his whole backstory and, and calling people out and talking shit. That's telling a story. Yeah. You know? So they want the story, but we add a little bit more of that with WWE, a little sprinkle of uh, drama and theatrics to it. It could make for a, a recipe for a really, like, the, the, you're using Ronda to her max capability. That's, that's why I'm excited you know? for Fox. That I, I, If there aren't people thinking like that, we're going to be the people thinking like So welcome to, ep- this is episode three. CT and Chris, I mm-hmm. want y'all to book These it. are the conversations we These have. These are the conversations we have. It's June 9th. If, if nobody has that vision to be shown, we're going to show it. And I know we don't have a fantasy booking, but we might as well just fantasy we book, might as well book, book yeah. Fox, you know, doing a tournament for a or a ranking system for the women. Yeah. You know, and how that, that could play off. It could be a... This is a spontaneous conversation right now. Very, very off. This is very tangent right we, now. Yeah. So they can... For make Ronda the top, you know, and then when Ronda has that match with Charlotte, eventually they can make it 
they could tell that story, weave it in, where it's like she was this, this ranking, this, and then she moved up, and now she's here, and she's they're the best, or they're on different brands. Like, oh, she's the best ranking here. She's the best ranking on Raw, SmackDown. We're gonna face off, and she was really the best. You know, with that drama aspect added to it, I think that they can convert a lot of people. You know, and that's what makes this because making it relatable, but also different. That's why we have that this story as the worst written because it just can be told in such a more different way, a more compelling way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just gave you, I think two or three maybe, but they were all the same, ending with not it being what it is. Yeah. Like if you're turning on the TV to see Ronda Rousey on Raw, and you see a soap, you're gonna, so, soap, soap opera, opera. You're, gonna, yeah. soap, you're gonna be turned off, and that's what they showed us. Exactly. On TV. It was a soap opera with Ronda Rousey now, you know, and she's not the greatest actress, you know, so you want to see Ronda kick ass. That's what people want to see. That's what people want to see. That's what they're coming to see. And, that's and they want to see her, or if she's not kicking ass that night, Make her believable, as in like a threat. That is some animosity there. Yes. This is this. There's no animosity with the woman on Raw right now, and I'm like, what the fuck? And is, women is don't the, need to be on? booked into a soap opera. Especially yeah, not, especially not Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You got soap opera with Total Divas and Total Bellas yeah. and 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 all that. That if you want to weave some of that into physicality into the ring because you don't want to show that drama and that mm-hmm. fighting on TV yeah. and you just want to put it into the ring, that's great television. Yeah, absolutely. Just like how Lana and, like, we went back, yeah. Lana and Naomi. You know what I mean? Like, there's a fucking there's a, dance there's off. There's a dance off that led to physicality, physicality that came from a reality show. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, they want to see us people fight. That's just, You know, they want to see competitive atmosphere and i I'm, i know it's a variety show and i am not i'm not shading on the variety show whether it be a dance-off whether it be a fucking uh you know a celebrity host i get those aspects of it what i'm trying to say is when it comes to the competition you always got to have that threat of competition and physicality to make the eyes pop you know and with ronda and naya i think that they're missing the ball completely with how they're booking this it's just it's yeah. just really bad no. for, for the opportunity they have, I'm saying. Not, that is terrible. The worst thing I've ever seen women in wrestling do. I think it's bad for what the opportunity they have with Ronda. Speaking of that, um, the opportunity that they have with people and squandering opportunities and... <sighs> Bobby. Why, Bobby? Why? <laughs> Why? My worst written for forevermore... It will be Bobby Lashley. Okay, first off, put that booking black stamp on it. Boom, boom. <laughs> okay. You know, first, first off, let's get to let's. What were you wearing? Why, Why? were you wearing what you were wearing? You got two tone hat. It's white and brown. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fine, I can deal with that. You need something to cover your head. All right, you have this ridiculously skin tight blazer on. With a red shirt <laughs> and blue jeans, yo, and, uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was um it was it was something and it was something and, and that's I wish that was the worst and part. I think it wasn't it wasn't the worst part and it wasn't but I think that they're trying to portray him as a patriot and that's red white and blue uh, I, you know I think they're trying to portray him as a patriot as a former military vet who's for this country and fighting for his country or fought for his country and and is that image on um good for their brand but i do think they're missing the ball with him i think that you can tell that story and and i'm gonna tell you why because i'm a i'm a i'm a military vet uh served in the united states marine corps so i'm not just 
kind of talking shit. Yeah. But by having a, a, a veteran serving in the military and loving his country is fantastic. But for having him place the country over his family after he said his family is kind of the most important thing to him, you know, as a man, everybody places their family first. Yeah. That's that's period. You know, like that's that's period. So for I think Bobby should have been shown his anger first from his family situation being yeah. brought into it. I mean, just from jump, hey, don't disrespect my hey, family. Hey, don't disrespect I'm my here, family. I'm here to, you know, do business like you. I'm here to come to work and, and become WWE champion. But you better not dare talk about my sisters again, you know? Period. Period. That's it. That's uh-huh. written. That's, we can leave it right there. Yeah. And then you can come and have a smiley, uh, 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 Sammy come out and be like, hey, 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 I apologize, man. Didn't mean to talk about your family like that. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But what I did find was funny, you know, and then the fake inspiration stuff. Yeah. And then you'd be like, hey, man, what else have you been lying about? You've been lying about the military? And then you add a layer, a layer of angerness. That. Yeah, that shouldn't be the trigger. That shouldn't of be the trigger he, of yeah. Why he hates uh, is actually angry at Bobby Benton Sammy. coming out there showing all thirty two teeth and dimples. <laughs> and then, then he gonna say, "Oh, do you fake served in the military?" And then yeah. that's when he turns. That's when he turns. He like turns mad. You know, it's just because he's been so um, composed. And yes, from from this point. You know, he's been so composed coming out there with all the sister shit. He got men, black men to dress up as your sister. Not not just black men, men, period, dressed up as your sisters. You know what I mean? Like, that would have triggered me. Like, hey, man, like, hey. At least, yeah. At at, at least get off on that. Um, And they're making him like, oh, it's just funny, Sammy, you know. It's all good. You know, let's just have a match. And then the military thing is like, oh, you went too far. You know, after they showed After the vignette of Bobby serving in the military with all his units and yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Like, you, After they showed that vignette already, so it already validates that. Validates. Was in, so so they didn't tell that before, and then he said, "Oh, did you really serve?" It's like, "Oh, did he?" Because we don't even know, nigga. We just all saw Sammy. We all saw him. In his uniforms, it's like that. And the pictures. Or maybe did they write this a week too late? That they thought Memorial Day ran two weeks ago? I know, right? For real. We, and I gave him props for the Memorial Day shit and going down the right path last week. But then this week, they're like, oh, really? He's a military fan? We're going to double Let's down go. on We're going to double down on the Memorial Day shit because I actually worked last week. You know, you said, thank, you know, all our vets and everybody popped for that. I mean... So yeah, um, I I won't you know that or, we, we just weaved in you know, our you know we weaved in our book in black. I, I would love to continue to build Bobby's character. He's forty two. He is a military vet. He doesn't have much time in the WWE to be a a main player to have cachet. And I think you're kind of ruining him already with the Sammy stuff. And you're 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 shackling Sammy because Sammy could be doing other things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And I think Sammy's doing the best he can Sammy's with, his, doing with, the with best what he's with, giving. Yes, because his promos he's delivering are on point. And Bobby, you're not you're not doing the best with your gear. You're you're not you can do better. You can't do better. 
I've, I've, you can I've seen better. you do better. I've seen yes, you on, on, we see on you impact, on impact. You know, I've seen a couple of things he's done. I'm like, wow, he has a, a gear. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Cause I and that was the first time I've ever saw Bobby and said, "Wow, I believe this guy." Even before in WWE, I didn't believe, I didn't any, believe of that, any of that, any of that stuff. Yeah. But in Impact, he has some stuff where I was like, "Okay, I believe you." Over here, but Sammy, I think maybe it's stuff they're giving you to, and you can't perform it well. But Sammy's stuff, I can believe him. I always say Sammy's the you know white guy at the bank, and he, he <laughs> gave me this supermarket domestic father white guy vibe, and he's just like super super thinks he's smarter than everybody. You know, it's a great gimmick to me i love it and he's just going away as he's talking through the crowd i want to give that a little props for that's like a unique way to do a promo segment but it went way too long way, way too, long. too long i don't know if somebody forgot their lines i'm not sure if so, i don't know what happened but it went way too long yeah yeah um so speaking of going from why bobby why to where, where bobby where where Right. Where was Bobby? Where was Bobby Roode? Where, where the, when in that segment, bro, uh, that promo backstage? That is. Was he in a fucking room closet? I mean, I know you do pre tapes with MLW, but uh, would you pick a uh, location for one of your pre tapes or promos to be in a broom closet? You tell me. Maybe I'm no, or at least, not seeing. At least your camera guy just gotta get tighter that you don't see yeah, the actual the fucking broom. broom. <laughs> you seen the goddamn broom and the mop in the closet. Next to Bobby Roode in the promo on live television. Ah. It's the, it was just a bad, badly you know shot, bad produced. It was bad, yeah. Whoever um, was the producer on that segment, on that pre-tape, on that live tape, whatever it was, give him a blank wall. You know, if, just, if it's worst come to worst, just give him a blank wall and have him just backstage like talking to Renee Young, like, all right, yo, I'm about to head to this match. Boom. Uh, you gotta just pick your pick your set better. <laughs> Even if it's fast, I know you guys are busy backstage doing. Or at crazy least do shit. it by the curtain and do it in Gorilla. Yeah, you know, it's like simple. you've already you've already shown Gorilla before. It's, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's not a secret of what it is. Uh-huh. Do the pre-tape in Gorilla. Like uh-huh. Bobby's in a broom closet. Uh-huh. Bobby Roode is in a broom closet. Not a locker room. Not not the locker room that other people have shot pre-taped stuff in. Fucking broom closet. (laughs) For real. Um, And maybe he wasn't. Maybe there was just a broom there and some stuff, but it looked like he was a broom closet. And we don't want to look at our wrestlers as having promos in closets. Um, I think I had another worst produced segment, but it probably wasn't that bad that I forgot. So there. It also, it was a very forgetful week in WWE in because I was, you know, shout out MLW. Uh, I was. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um. Oh, I don't know if y'all heard that thunder in the back, but that was thunder in the back. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Now, my Bobby, you know, you're our worst produced segment, but then you, you also was a part of some of the best stuff that we've seen this week. Absolutely. You and Braun had a great, um, great set of match. Like I love it was that. laid out. You know, Braun, of course, got his spot. You know, the pause, the tongue. You know, that's that's definitely a difficult, difficult yeah, moment. Yeah. Uh, him breaking, breaking the ladder. The ladder. Like, I think that whole match um, with the two guys they had, Bobby Roode and Bobby and Braun, I personally, when they booked it, I was like, all right, how are they going to do this match? Because I don't want to see either one of these guys take an L or look bad. There's you no know? way that Braun was going to take that and, and Yeah, I, I know that. So I didn't want but I didn't want to make <laughs> I didn't want to make Bobby look bad, you know, and in <laughs> in this in process. But I think that the way it showed that he was a little, little cunning and clever or creative to even try yes. to handle he knew that he couldn't physically take Braun. He's trying to figure out how to um outsmart him. And I think that was a way to tell a story where it's like, okay, this Bobby Roode guy, you know, at least has something, you know. Not like he looks completely done with like. When he turns heel, he's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't because wait. The, his heel wait. stuff at NXT was it was good. It was <gasps> yeah, it got on your I, skin. Yo, I wanted Roderick. Oh, goodness gracious! I needed Roderick Strong to have beaten Bobby Roode because he was so despicable as a heel. Mm-hmm. So I I I love the little he knows Braun does the run around the ring thing mm-hmm. so he sets up the ladder and try mm-hmm. to get Braun to you he, know to run into it. Yeah. Uh, he knows Braun always falls for the shoulder oh, into the post Braun. move yeah. over and over Braun every week. Braun falls for the shoulder into the post. Yeah, isn't that the, the big guy spot? Everybody I does that. Every big guy every does big it. Guy. Big E just did it. Yeah. fantastic. <laughs> because who's gonna get big ass Big E? Now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got out smart, or they got to just run into a pole sometimes. They got to mess up. <laughs> um, so from uh, from our worst produced, which was that, uh, what was your best produced segment of the week? Um, my best produced segment, uh, I real quick wanted to, to mention a, a little little thing I saw. It was not even a really great segment with the Lars Sullivan more because not because of Lars, but more because of the guys he was uh, going with. Uh, like you know, he's supposed to he was beating these guys up and. You know, they were, so, they were yeah, showing Lars in the performer yeah. center, and yes. he's just beating up these guys, and the guys were not even selling the pain that Lars should be putting them through, so it kind of was bad. But uh, there's a little moment where uh, TM61 come in, you see them in the corner of the screen, coming through the back doors of the performer center, and they're seeing Lars kick ass. And they're like, nope. They look at each other, take a break, <laughs> pause. They're like, nope. nope and, and they walk, walk right back out. So I thought that was really cool and um, a little touch in production that I thought was really cool this week. But that's not my best produced. I'm going to hand the, the best produced this week to just the just the cameraman in general. Um, because Naomi's leap in her match with Jimmy Uso against uh, Lana Aiden. and Aiden English, yep. uh, it was sick to see her jump into frame. Because I didn't see it coming as a fan, as a viewer at home, as a viewer at home, you know, in the uh, arena, I'm sure people saw her climb up and jump. But that shot that the cameraman got was not, it was zoomed in on Aiden. Aiden and Aiden's, Aiden is like, yep. Rusev Day, Rusev yep. Day try, before he, uh, yeah, he's, he's mimicking the Usos hit move. And then Naomi jumps off, I'm not sure if it was a springboard or off the top corner post. Into frame onto him, you know, and for a cross body. cross body, it was amazing. And she even had a dive earlier in that match. Yeah, that was perfect. And yeah. Aiden caught her perfectly. Yo, Na- Naomi is shout out to Naomi. I know yeah. she. I think she's she's dead eyes been in the game for close to a decade. Yeah. and for her to be in while. this spot, yo, my nieces love you. My nieces yeah. got your shirts. I um, work at a 
um, summer camp, and I was just and talking toys. to. Yeah, they have your lunchbox. Speaking of booking black, shout out yeah. to WWE for getting a positive black female on screen. Absolutely. Naomi is doing a fantastic job. Shout out to Oos. We're going to shout y'all every week. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think we, week three, I think yeah, we shout out shout Oos, out Oos every, every week. <laughs> just because. Just because, dog. Yeah. Um, um, so that was, a, that that was, was great. A good, that was a good, very well produced ball. So uh, with Naomi and the, and the cameraman doing their thing, I gotta go with also a produced shot I saw of Kofi leaping backwards <laughs> in that six man tag onto Small Joe. It was really cool because he jumps. You see in the ring that Miz is going for the skull crushing finale on Big E. And it looks like Kofi's about to try to interfere that. He jumps onto the ropes and he jumps backwards. He sees Small Joe and just jumps backwards onto him. And it was just a really cool shot because you think. You anticipate him coming in like everybody does with spin boards because you don't see Samoa Joe and he just goes backwards on Samoa. You're like, what the hell just happened? It was like an optical illusion. That's what Corey Graves said, and it really did look like an optical illusion. So that shot, Naomi's shot, SmackDown has some really cool shots. I even like that shot that that cast was shot like an old school promo with the crowd behind her. Yeah. I like the shot, but that still was a really bad, you know, written. Real, real bad written promo. Yo, um, we're. we're we're speaking of again. This is um, coming from the production side of wrestling. Of course, we we watch wrestling from from a different eye now. Of course, we have our, our fandom of just pro wrestling, but um, by us just knowing what the business is, mm-hmm. um, we look at it from a different view. And the director, we have to give a shout out to whoever the director is in the truck taking that shot. Yeah. Um, you know, because he has to he has to make sure that he's bouncing back and forth between angles. Not too much, Kevin Dunn. But it's you know, so it's, much going it's on. It's so much going on. Yeah. And that's gonna... and there's so many options when you're shooting for TV, but you got to get the best look, you know? And so when I see these these uh these creative takes done and these creative uh, choices made for production. I just really, uh, I just want to shout out the production because it was really dope seeing those spots. That's uh, that's gonna go move right along into our um, business and logic of wrestling. First off, we want to. I wanted to make my high spot that Special Olympics segment. Absolutely, I wanted man. to it was make great. that my best. That was great. Shout out to Big Show for Shout um Big for Show. being an ambassador. Uh, he comes out with the with the Special Olympics kids, and it's a great cross promotion for Raw and the Special Olympics, which I think uh, is a beautiful cause for like just to just to show give them that that stage, and then Finn. Finn. Finn is the star. Finn is the star with the stars. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he he gives those kids that, like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. the big show is the big show. He's yeah, the tall, but he gives big, them that special dunk, moment. That special moment of the... Doing his entrance. Uh, oh, oh, my God. It was just yeah. so heartwarming. Yeah, fan, you know? fantastic. And we, we understand WWE. That's, how, that's why they have shareholders. That's why they're about to be on network cable television. Mm-hmm. That's because they do philanthropy work, yeah. you know, so... Um, Great business decision. Great way to use the platform. It's, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a in definitely a win-win for everyone. You know, the Special Olympics gets love. WWE gets, um, you know, to look like the good guys, and they are for doing it. I mean, does, just pointing it out doesn't mean that they're not. Exactly. You know, um, and uh, they just gave these kids a moment, and it's just beautiful to see that. 
Finn, you know, he comes out with the Finn Balor for everyone shirt, and then he has that moment with the Special Olympics kids. I think Finn has, he's, 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 he's something right there, you He's know? transcending. He's transcending, there you go. He's 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 a transcending superstar, matter of the, the tie-in, everything. Uh, from earlier when I was talking about the episode of Becky Lynch being the lackey of Sasha Banks, I think that was the same episode where Finn made his debut with Hideo Itami. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and and Finn and Hideo, um, Prince Devin Prince, and it faded away to, uh, to, uh, to Finn, to Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, and then it came out like you know to see where he was from yeah. then to where he is now, like. Man, yeah, he does. I can't wait to see more of him too. I know he has so much more to give. Yes, like he's like we've only seen like a taste of what they can do with Finn Balor on screen, and I, when they let him actually develop and grow, and I can't wait to see what he can do. Pause. They shoot him well. He he is camera friendly. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it, it's easy for like you know even that produced shot of the back the backstage stuff uh-huh. the backstage where he's giving two sweets to the kids and slapping them up. Like, even though that's a genuine moment, that moment just pops out on screen because he, because it's Finn. You yeah, know? He's, he's a, he's a, he's a friendly face. Like he, he put in a smile, yes. friendly face. And he's, he's actually handsome. He has a fit body, abs for days. Um, so, you can understand why they put him in the far front of that. And, I, you know, business, that's why. And I'm he's saying. good. He's just trustworthy he's, and, he's, and he's a good worker. He actually, not only they just put him there like, it's like, oh, this guy looks good, but he's not like great he, you know he's he, he is he's great and it's, it's a plus that he has all those other elements you know yeah I mean? you so, know he looks good he's not a great worker not a great promo or anything but he looks great and he's a great image no he, he but finn is actually a good wrestler actually you know decent promo i think that he has more to give he have to have to give him more i think finn has some um layers to him and i just can't wait to see what happens with him he and, has a long that type, that that's why they right, right that's, teacher. that's why they do things that they do you know um, you know the logic of wrestling uh, you know the the reason why they're PG and the reason why certain people can't do certain things is because I was like man Finn needs to turn here with the Bullet Club and you yeah, know, yada yada that's you true. know we were we you know those were takes a lot that of people we had, saying that and they have an idea of who and what they want him to be. Yeah. And we're going, and like we said, we, we're going to comment, but we're going to also go along for the ride. Yeah, you know, we're exactly. going to appreciate what you give us because mm-hmm. what you give us is those genuine dope moments. It's when, like, it's when we, we are, our vision for creativity clashes with the business side. Yes. Um, it's, we, we have our moments too where we, we're, we're, we're marks and we go with our creativity. Like, oh man, it's just, you know, turn Roman heel and then have him, you know, stick up the middle finger and just like, you know, just beat everybody's ass. But they, they bring can't. Bring in Hulk Hogan. Yeah, bring in Hulk Hogan, for God's sake. Um, you know, it, we would love certain things to happen, but we understand the business side of things and how you, it, what, what, you, what the image you show on TV does affect the masses and it does affect, you know, way people think and move and you, you want to show the best product within the boundaries of business. And that's why I have such a big problem with the Nia stuff, but not so much with the Finn stuff because the business doesn't even clash with the, the way I'm, you can book. You know, and I would love to see him with the money in the bank, which I don't see happening. I, I see them going with somebody who didn't have the moment of holding the title. <laughs> it's like once I saw him holding the, holding the briefcase, when I saw him holding the briefcase, it's always that. I was like, oh, yeah, he's not winning. And, he, and same thing for Samoa Joe. I was like, oh, he's not winning. <laughs> it's probably going to be like Rusev or Miz. Um, Even Big E, I can see it happening. Man, Big E with the bank. Yeah. Holy shit. 
I really wonder how that would they be. Sell, they you sell you, so much merch. If they want to sell goddamn briefcases. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. They could sell those. That would be pretty That'd be pretty cool. And Biggie. Oh, man. And if Biggie gets it. And I, if I, Biggie cash in, then that's, that's how you can easily. Okay, all right. You made enough money. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah finally got Move on yeah. to the new day stuff. Yeah. Biggie has a lot. He has a lot of potential, too. So I'm pulling for him. I think that he's the most biggest change. He's like. If you give him the briefcase, it'll be the most change of some somebody winning it. Like I can see Miz or Rusev winning it, but I don't think it's a big change to the show if he wins it, if they win it per se. But I think Biggie getting the briefcase is a change, an element that's completely unique, you know, from what we have now or what we've had in the past. I agree with I agree that if Biggie wins, he will be the most drastic of character change with the briefcase because at some point the goofy pancakes studios thing will have to switch mm-hmm. you know that's what also makes me scared that he won't win it because they'll just you know leave him in that yeah that mode in that mode yeah it would have to change you know um well, um, yeah i don't know what they have planned for biggie i i hope it's uh big things uh i hope yo. that they give him the briefcase and yeah, you can keep him face, you can keep him heel, you can tear him heel, you can do so many things with, with him once you do that. So I can't wait to see what happens. Money um, Bay, I'm really curious to see what happens. I'm definitely curious at Money Bay. One thing that's not good for business or logical for business is putting David Otunga anywhere <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> that's true. David Otunga on commentary. Keep Ronda Rousey on commentary. David Otunga and his shiny his ass shiny forehead. Ass, shiny ass face. face. His whole face was fucking shiny. His face was just so glistening. Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. All right. So we're we're hour into this. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, let's get going. Let's let's go ahead and uh, we're gonna kind of move forward and past. I had a take on take, and it's not really a good one or one that I can expound on, but I'll give it quickly. It's, uh, again, from um, In This Corner uh, with Brian Campbell. His his urban speak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, we know that's how you're just trying to describe what you heard and what you're hearing and stuff like that. Um, Just so you guys know. Just so you know. Uh, explain to them so they understand that. Alright, so are you gonna play it? The Ricochet. Do you I, have it? I have it, but it's just so Ricochet and Velveteen Dream had um, a vignette on um, NXT, and he was commenting on it, and he was like, "Oh, I just love how um, they allowed them to talk a little bit gangster, you know, a little <laughs> bit of urban speak." Uh, uh-huh. And I we're mean, like looking at like, I get what you mean. I know what you mean. Dog. And I'm not trying to bury him by saying, "All right, you're this white guy who's just judging." Like, oh, no, how we underst- understand. But- we completely understand that you're just. <laughs> What's the word for it? you're? Yeah. Uh, Nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I oh, wonder man. where you're going with that. I was... <laughs> all right. Okay, all right, here that it is. That moment was incredible. I don't know how you can top that as a feel spot PC. I can't even believe you didn't choose it for yourself. It, it was great. And the only thing that made it even better was they talked to each other in like an urban speak, like two guys on the street who don't like each other. <laughs> like they got a little gangster there. Like, yes, two guys who hate each other, they're going to fight. Talk like it. Love it. Urban speak. Uh, urban speak, a little bit of gangster. Yeah. All he said was homie. <laughs> <laughs> All he said was homie, but I get what he means. He, what he means is like, 
it was just authentic, you know? When Ricochet says, yo, all right, you got a problem, homie? Come, let's bring it. Bring it, homie. Like, that's how we, we would talk in the streets. That's how people would talk in general. But it's just authentic to who Ricochet is. Ricochet would say, homie, it doesn't mean that he's urban. It doesn't mean that he's gangster. <laughs> He just said, I mean, he just said homie. Yes, it. Yo, um, that's that's another topic for another yeah, day. Yeah, you know? I know, right? For real. But we we definitely that's it's funny, you it's know. Funny. Again, we're like obviously we're laughing, we're having fun with it. We know what you mean. We know how you meant it. But that kind of where stuff lies in undertones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's why we're here. That's know? why we're here. Two you black know? guys talking about wrestling. Uh, logically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am an intern for um, MLW. I'm a production assistant. Let me go ahead and get that out the way. I'm a production assistant um, working for the company. Uh, work my way up from being an intern to a production assistant to actually, you know, quasi shooting stuff on camera and uh at at an editor um so it's great promotion um but what we noticed within the business is that there aren't a lot of um color creators there's not a lot of (laughs) people who are like us you know um Um, behind the camera i want to you know on you know on record just give a shout out to chris just in general because what he's accomplished and what he's done by coming out here in florida and hustling and getting himself to a spot where he's working his dream and working within a wrestling company, something he's admired his whole life, is an inspiration to me. And it should be an inspiration to all, all people because he's taking a risk and he's coming out here and he's actually making it happen and putting hard work, you know, into it. And, and we're going to see that hard work pays off. And I, And he's generous enough. To share that opportunity with me, actually, and that's what we're here to talk about. Like he brought me to my first um, kind of behind the scenes look into the industry with MLW. I my first day with him um, setting up, you know, to, to seeing people set up for the show, seeing being yeah, behind the lo- of, behind the locker room. I was in a lot of pre-production stuff. I met some people, some really cool people. But um, like we said, it's a very much um, a white male atmosphere, you know, and that vibe. And maybe it's, um, it just I, I, if I, I already I always knew it was a majority white industry. But being there and seeing it for my own eyes as a black man was like kind of it was kind of heartbreaking, you know, because I I love wrestling. You know, I love it. But I want to see more of our people in, in, in there doing things and making decisions and um being there it made me kind of feel uncomfortable because i didn't know how to act because not only is there a whole bunch of uh caucasians but then i feel like there's a culture on top of that that it's like you gotta shake everybody's hand you won't want to be disrespectful you may get heat for just you know saying something stupid or doing something stupid and you don't know so and you know they're setting up it's a high pressure scenario and people are rushing around and it's just we got to get this done and we got to get this done well. And uh, it was a little jarring to be, I was like, it was, I was like a fish out of water, but it was a super, super insightful. And um, I love the experience. You know, I, I'm, I'm not here to bury the experience at all. Cause it was, I, I so I'm saying thank you to Chris. Cause I loved it. It's Cause I'm somebody who has watched wrestling throughout my life in my times of need, like when I was sick and almost was about to die it would brighten my day, you know, when I almost didn't make it 
with my um, blood disease, and uh, I've always wanted to be a part of it too. So he's sh him sharing that with me. It, it's a huge, it's a huge honor for me to be there with him because I, I appreciate it so much because I've never been there, and I, I can say I have now, you know, in my life to see. Even though it's not WWE or anything like that, it's MLW. It's a, it's some, it's love, it's, it's wrestling. You know, it's something I love, and I get to see how it's made. It was beautiful. The, uh, the cooperation, the camaraderie. Um, it was a beautiful thing. It's everybody's coming there to do a job and to do it well. And thank you, thank you, man, for bringing me. Oh man, um, you put me over well, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's. That's again why we decided to do this podcast. Um, because I was that was my purpose of moving down here. Um, um, on my on my vision board, I wanted to work for wrestling. I felt like that I had something that I can offer to something that I consume so much. Mm -hmm. um, so I did go after it, and I did. Um, I'm 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 working, and, and and striving and achieving, and it's it's really. It's inspiring. It's scary. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also inspiring to know that when we sit here and have these conversations about booking black, it's it's a reasoning behind that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now we know that the they're, the logic behind why we can't see our black characters excel excel is because yeah. they don't have a vision of what is and yeah. isn't. Yeah. What's what's black? And you know, if you haven't lived through blackness, because, yeah, you know, like, and what's what's authentic for everybody? You know, for and, Ricochet to say home. Me, yeah, it, it doesn't equal gangster. Yeah. So my guys that work in a wrestling company have to watch how they talk, yeah. so they don't get strapped with the gimmick like JTG yeah. of Pride Time. And they gotta work it. And they, that's, as a black <laughs> guy, you can't be like you're not gonna turn away two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you know, a year, or, you know, traveling the world just for know? not portraying <laughs> criminal on TV or portraying whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna have, and you're gonna travel the world. You're gonna live your dream. I mean, you, JTG and Crime Time, they had to do that, and they had to do it well, and they had to do it the best of their ability. They had to go out there and, you know, perform that, you know, because they have to for their family and for their livelihood, you know. So, and it's their dream. So it's and not it's like it's, it's yeah, yeah. You know? And they get the they get the participation trophy and the yeah. consolation prize by winning tag team, you know, they did, titles though. and huh? they never did. JTG <laughs> never won it. No, they, oh, they never won. Oh, they yeah. never won it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so they didn't get the. Sorry, they didn't get the consolation well, Biggie prize. Biggie gets to shake his ass. <laughs> he was shit for like five hundred days. <laughs> Getting paid to come on the screen to just shake his ass. <laughs> but working for MLW, um, you know, seeing Shane on top is dope. You yeah, know, absolutely. To show that the company is putting the big gold ten pound belt on Shane and creating television for him and creating an intriguing storyline where he is. They're telling a story of a black character mm -hmm. that's not only a black character. He's just the character that happens that's to be black. black. And that's, you know, by, yeah. so being behind the scene, seeing how, you know, reading scripts and then watching how that shot and watching the story take place over weeks and then now going back, watching it on being Sports. You can find MLW on being Sports every Friday night or on YouTube, MLW. Follow them on Twitter at MLW. But you can you can see that story being told and they don't necessarily have um they don't have necessarily black writers or black mm -hmm. creators, but they have people that are versed enough to write a character that has depth mm -hmm. that they can give to a black character. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, so something that's just a story authentic 
and can be actually um, not a stereotype, not not something that also is telegraph. So, so yeah, so telegraph because like, it's like it's writing for a character and then it's writing for a character. Exactly. You know, they're writing for a person that you can just see and you see it, them being authentic, and then writing for what you think Dracula is, you know, or what you think an athlete is, or what you think any you know quote unquote thing is. And I think black characters don't get a chance to be a Seth Rollins. You don't, like, you don't get a chance because Seth Rollins is not a character. He has character pieces to his character, yes. But he's, but he's not... He's, he doesn't have a... Yeah, he's yeah, Seth he's Rollins. Not, yeah, he's Seth Rollins. Like MVP. You know what I mean? Um, I believe MVP... I don't want to say he was saddled with MVP because he's able yeah. to still be MVP. Yeah, absolutely. But look at what that is. It's a braggadocious... started off as a braggadocious athlete. Yeah. And he was kind of strapped with that character throughout. Now... Great and, it, and it worked. And, and it and worked. It translates on it's, screen. I completely understand. I'm not. They didn't give that to a white guy. Yeah. You know, they took black guys because black guys are known as athletes, and a black guy, you know, being a highly paid athlete is not such a foreign thing to white people in general in America. Exactly. You know, and uh, this is the masses. You know, and it's a white business. A lot of country folk love wrestling. Um, that's so what they, they, can, so they, they see, see sports. That, yeah, they, they know can, sports. They know black people do sports. So that works and it translates on screen where they're like, ah, I get that. But we got to change eventually where there can be like, hey, this guy is not a thing. This guy is him and he has character to him. He's like the basis for his character rather than there be a thing that's a basis for his character. Because everybody develops. And I think that back in the day, everybody had to have a specific character. But nowadays, Roman Reigns is not like, you can call him the big dog, but he's not a dog character. You know, yeah, you can he's call not some, like a dog catcher. Yeah, no, like you know, that, a dog like, catcher, you know. It's 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 Roman Reigns, you know. And uh, John Cena is John Cena. He had the rapper gimmick, then he dropped it. And he's now just a regular person. He's he's his own brand. And black wrestlers can be that. Uh, so, But seeing MLW put that kind of character emphasis on Shane. He's just a cool guy. He's just a cool he's just a cool you guy. Know? Come, you know, and he's he's relatable. Mm-hmm. He you know, he served in the military. He did? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. He you know, and they tell that they just we that's why he has a hybrid fighting style, you yeah. know, because you know, he can grapple, he can combat fight the hand to hand. You know, cool. he you know, and then he intertwined, you know, his favorite wrestler was Ray Mysterio, I believe it is. So like he emulates Ray Mysterio, so he can do some it's high flying stuff, you know. Yeah, some high flying stuff, and you know, so it's great to see that. And as being, you know, now me having so, and I don't have any type of cachet or anything like that, but I believe that over time I will because I'm very noticed above, you know, yeah. because of the element of what the business mm-hmm. is. I'm, yeah, you stick out. Of I course, like a sore, like a sore thumb over there. You know, yeah. so you know, and the opportunity that's given through them, I'm able to semi give to you. So it's an expansion. It's a branch. We're reasoning on our way to like other, you know, to just know shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're just around. <laughs> you know. We're not just doing like that. We're going to talking to people. I think that's know? why we're making a good tag team yeah. because I I'm able to just. My weaselness is able to just get you. <laughs> Your weaselness is rubbing off. Get me into places. Gets you into places. Yeah, because like I'm, 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 I'm a real like by the rules, pragmatic dude, and you're, you're not. You're like, all right, we're, we're gonna make this work. We gotta get, we gotta, gotta get to it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, uh, um, I'm not so much as Adam Cole as I want to be, <laughs> but it's not a shortcut yeah, that I'm not yeah, willing yeah. to take. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta take that shortcut for sure, for sure. Yo, so you know, um, we have a you know, um, 
my my backstage experience gave me the reason for or the opening up to you about having this podcast because it, now there that's the logic behind it and yeah. now now that we know some of the business with WWE and uh, why you know and I've been looking to do a podcast for about a year now I've been I've been looking but I wanted a tag team partner to to go off on it with and I and I never. This is a perfect, like it's a perfect tag partner because you are a production guy too, you know. You are a film guy too. Me, I just thought that I have a real pragmatic thinking of the business, and I'll get somebody who does it, who's just complete mark, and we'll just come, come, you know, come back and debate, and I'll just beat him every single time. <laughs> you know, that's my that was my premise for our podcast. But no, I got somebody who also is smart, also not smart, smartened up. I'm not gonna say not smart, but like smartened up, just like with business logic and production and aspects of telling a story on screen, you know, cause we're having these conversations. We're not just talking about, Oh, who shit, they should push this guy or push or do yeah, that, you know, or that's not what we want to come to you with conversations with. Um, that's, you know, and there's other podcasts for that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's other podcasts for that. We want again to be that podcast that you listen to and be like, okay, what different thinking do they have? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay, you know, okay, I'll watch this. Let me see what they saw so I can go yeah. back and watch it in a different way type yeah. of thing. I think people look at wrestling as um, <clears throat> consumers, and as they should, because they are consumers, consumers of it, it yeah. and fans. And when you are a super fan, you want something from the product that may not be possible the way you want it to be told. You know, and we want to just come from like, hey, guys, have you look at it, looked at it this way? You know, the and reason the why it's told that way, you yeah. know, and again, you know, our worst writings come from stuff that isn't told very well. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's stuff that we we also believe yeah. can be done done better. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we're just all saying they're doing everything right, you know, because it's producing. You know, it's <laughs> no, not no. Just because it's producing doesn't mean that it's going to be produced right. No. Nope. You know, we're and um, that is bringing it back to MLW, like. Seeing the process of it makes me appreciate WWE so much more. You know, I mean, it's all people moving and working together. I cannot underestimate the camaraderie aspect of it, even though it's not necessarily how I may have thought, but it's people just moving places and being where they need to be and doing their job and trying to work together and make a final product that is presentable in a way. And it's a lot of people, man. It's so many people that get that yeah. that are there. There's so many people, and this is just for MLW. I can only imagine the machine, how WWE works. I've seen the machine for MLW, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know. And I, I think we we only have one truck, and we do live edits in that one truck. I think uh-huh. WWE has like three satellite trucks. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. three, four satellite trucks. They do. They're doing their live edit. They got their TV truck, you know. So like it's, it's it's a major motion film. Yeah, every time, every that, day, every 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 time there. It's like because three times a week at least with yes. NXT, SmackDown, and uh, Raw. So now you think, and then you get then you get pay per views, and they're even bigger. So now think of so now we're talking about business. Think of the production value of what you have to do to get that stuff ready to stay mm-hmm. set the ring the everything like so that and for them to still be in they was profitable this quarter yeah and they get everything done for them to earn that billion dollars you know and be profitable it's all for it's all working you yeah. can't say that 
what they're doing is so bad when it's actually working, working you know, it's at the end working. of the day. Yeah. Um, so gotta go. Yeah, we gotta get ready, to get going, and uh, so we'll be back probably later on in the week. Uh-huh. Um, and you're gonna get that Bray Wyatt. We're gonna get character spotlight. Wyatt. Sorry, guys, we'll be there. We'll probably do it tomorrow. Tomorrow or something. It's gonna come up soon. It'll be up soon. We'll get our you'll get our old Dominion takes. Um, after oh, we get the yeah. stream and watch the matches. Um, so we didn't watch it live. <laughs> Three o'clock. I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll catch you guys next week. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at RW Podcast One. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and YouTube at Reasonable Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Peace. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.